It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH. Yeah. OH. Oh, baby, go. yeah. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex, what up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shake. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good fuck one. Oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, I like that Baker Mayfield and myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. (laughs) Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to a terrible football show, episode seventy-two. We got all the boys back. All the boys are together. I got Ricky here in studio because feels like uh, is it coming to an end of an era with uh, your little cute little hotspot you got? You know, I, I there feel- is a, there is a possibility, sir. Yes, they have they have hooked up just about everything ready to go. They just won't get back with me on when that's going to be. But yes, uh, the hotspot box needs to just. I, I'm going to destroy that thing. I'm going to set it on fire. We got to do it I on mean, the show. I mean, we I'm going to do, do it. it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to set that thing on fire. And let it spark. I yeah, don't care. Yeah. That thing's a piece of crap. Hey, but man, it's it's done so much work for you. I will never forget the day when we told <sighs> Jacob that was how he did all of the shows. But shout out to Jacob, the only one here wearing a jersey, because I was very stinky and I didn't want to wear mine. So shout out to that. And we also have Shane here. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling? Feeling pretty good. I uh, excellent. You, you know, we've had that intro video for quite some time now. Yep. And yep. I just noticed Jacob says, tells me to fuck myself at least three times <laughs> in that video. Let's see if we can get a mock up on that. Let's see if we can get a few more times in that video. <laughs> That's true. I need. I, 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 was, I was planning on making an edit on it soon because one thing I, I was wanting to, I didn't know if I was going to leave in your little uh, Baker Mayfield thing that you did, but I did want to add Jacob's Baker Mayfield I thing. Was, so I didn't know if I, do that. I didn't know if I wanted to double dip on it where you did the Baker Mayfield thing and then later it was just like, fuck Baker Mayfield or Baker Mayfield can kiss my ass or whatever he said. I want to add be, that. That should be. That definitely should be. And then of course I still have the clip of the four overtimes. Yeah, you should put, you should just plug back that, plug that back in when Miami plays Virginia this year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just make a special opening just for that. Uh, but no, all the boys are back together after a couple weeks. So happy to see that. Uh, that boys, we have football this weekend. Week zero mm-hmm. of college football. Not a lot of good matchups. There's only like one matchup that's really like worth a damn. That's Ohio and San Diego State. But I mean, it's the fact the football's back. Who gives a shit, right? You know, we got football back this weekend. Uh, we're not going to be doing any week zero predictions just because of the way run your pool is set up. It just counts at all week one, and we want to make sure we get week one. So we're not putting anything for week zero in. So there is still a chance to join the run your pool and compete against us. Uh, and there will be a prize, and I'm still going to give everyone their prizes. Just please bear with me, guys. It's been a shit show over here for me recently. Uh, but today's episode, of course, is Power 5. Uh, we did Group of 5 last week. 
Ricky's got some explaining to do on a couple things. <laughs> I don't even remember which ones they were, honestly. I'm I, sure Jacob wrote them down on his I, board. I hope, Jacob, Jacob, I hope you wrote something <laughs> down because I don't remember which ones they were that we were going to question. I really don't. I, I do know, I do remember Florida Atlantic, Florida International were two of them. And then, um, of course, I, I, I'll mention the screw up on Nevada. I mean, that, I have no idea how that happened because I'm like, I'm looking at Nevada's schedule. I'm like, I didn't pick them to beat them. There's no way I picked them to win. And so, no, um, but I can definitely defend uh, Florida Atlantic and um, a little bit of Florida International. I just don't know Florida Nationals. I told, I, it said eight and four, but I did not have them going eight and four. I think I had them going five and seven instead. No. Well, today's going to be a big day. You know, I know Ricky's been hyping it up for a couple of weeks, and he had some predictions that were going to piss Jacob off specifically. And I know think Jacob's got some spiciness. I think I've got a couple of spicy ones. Uh, you know, Shane, do you got some spice going on over there? Are we honestly, all- dude? I've been honestly. Uh, I'll just kind of be winging it this episode. I've been so busy with shit that I've not had time to break anything down. So, so we're not. But gonna I be will the spice say, boys. <laughs> what? We're not going to be the Spice Boys. Unfortunately not, Damn. but I will say I'm not looking forward to the backlash that I'm going to receive as an mm. Arkansas fan because of Ricky's uh, comments uh, a couple of weeks ago when Jacob said that he had some shit for us come yep. Power Five. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm, I'm just you know I'm just okay. Listen, let's just let's just be honest. If I reflect on college sports, period, for this season, let's go back to basketball. That was one of the weirdest basketball seasons, one of the weirdest NCAA tournaments I've ever seen in my entire life. True. And I think this year's college football is going to be the exact same. How many how many teams do you think are returning a starting quarterback this year? Not many. Not many at all. Do you think this year for college football is going to be like, what was it? God, was it if like 2007 I, or something? I tell 2007, you, the it, curse of number two. So yeah. I, will, I, will, I will say this much. When we get to our top four, some of you guys are going to be like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? But, yes, I'm serious. I mean, my top four is juicy. I mean, it is juicy, especially my top three. My fourth one, I'm not so sure of yet, but okay. but we'll, okay. we'll definitely get there. All right, well, do we just want to go ahead and jump into things, or we want to address anything before in the room should, first? Should, should I go ahead and defend a couple of these things that, that happened last week? Let, let's, okay. let's defend okay. it. We're going to touch on some group I'm of gonna, five here. Okay, so I'm going to start with Florida Atlantic because I believe Florida Atlantic could possibly be, hear me out, one of the sleepers. Look, I have no beef they're with Florida going, Atlantic. They're going, to be one, they're going to be one of the sleepers in – the American Conference this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over their schedule. Is Ma- Perry still the QB or is he did he finally leave? I think he finally left, didn't he? I think he finally left. But shout, shout out to Perry. I liked him at Miami. But if you look at their returning production that they had from a year ago, Florida Atlantic ranks number three in the nation when it comes to returning production. And the the way I will defend this is if I look at their schedule from last year, they really only had two really crappy games that were both on the road. And one of them, I believe, was Middle Tennessee. And let me see who the other one was at the top of my head. Uh, here, let's just go. Let's just do this. Um, let's see here. Uh, it was at home against UCF, which obviously UCF was the be- be- best team um, in that conference. And, yep. of course, they were also, I believe, in Conference USA last year. They were not in the American Conference last year. So, um, And, of course, UCF's also moved on. Yep, yep. Um, they barely lost at Purdue, which I thought Purdue very well underachieved mm-hmm. last year. At North Texas, they, that was one of their bad games last year. They did lose 45-28. It was at North Texas. But I also, I also have high expectations for North Texas this season, so I don't really consider that 
Um, terrible. The worst loss of the year for them last year was at UTEP when they lost by field goal to UTEP. That was their worst. That was their worst loss, uh, in my opinion. And of course, Middle Tennessee was pretty good last year. They also went into overtime against Western Kentucky last year. I have Western Kentucky. You know, I have them pretty well beefed up for this coming season. So now I'm going to go over Florida Atlantic schedule real quick. They're at home against Monmouth. That's going to be a win. Then they're at home against Ohio. I think Ohio, and I think I agree with, uh, with, with Jacob and I think Alex, I think you pointed on this last year, how good the Mac is actually going to be this year. I think they're, I think the Mac is going to be uh, a lot of, of fun. That's going to be some fun football. What year was it? The Sun Belt had like four or five teams and went to bowl games. I think you could, I think you could honestly see the top of the Mac be that good this year. Um, even though, even though I think Florida Atlantic's good enough to beat Ohio, I don't think they're going to. Uh, they're going to lose to Clemson. They're going to lose to Illinois. But I wouldn't sleep on that game either because I think Illinois is also a middle of the road team as well. I don't think they're that good. But this is the they rest. They lost a lot of talent. It, it, exactly. But here, here's here is the rest of their schedule. Tulsa, South Florida. They're going to lose to Texas San Antonio, and they're going to lose to Tulane. This is the rest of the schedule. Charlotte, garbage. UAB still rebuilding. Even though they they kind of they even though they've kind of been right there on the top of the conference, they're, they're still re, they're actually rebuilding from that chunk of whenever they did come back. East Carolina is the only sneaky game I could see because East Carolina, as y'all well very well know, East Carolina uh, is one just they're just a sneaky team. Obviously, they're going to lose Tulane and then they're going to beat they're going to beat Rice on the road. That's seven and five. I think that's fair. Um, and yes, I do have Memphis going eight and four. I think Memphis is going to be a little bit under the radar, kind of like how they were a couple years ago when they were fighting that top twenty-five spot. I don't think they're going to be as good as that team, but I think I think they're going to be pretty good. What was the other? Of course, Nevada was uh, was another one. Which that, like I said, there's no way. There were some of them. There was no way I picked Nevada to be that good. Now, one thing I will say with Florida International. Florida International is also in the top 20 when it comes to production, uh, when it comes to their production returning. The only thing with Florida International, though, that really kind of helps them in some sort of way is if you look at the last three or four years in their recruiting class, they've actually been at the top. They've been right there at the top of Conference USA. As a matter of fact, right, right now, if I looked, at, if I looked at, at it correctly, I think in 2023, right now, I think in Florida, this year's coming incoming class was number two in Conference USA. So they, they do have a bright future to build on. I don't think, of course, I don't know how. There were some teams I'm like, there's no way I predicted. Like, it was so bad. And this is this is why he, uh, uh, Jacob, this is why Alex kind of, uh, you know, pointed out the uh, internet issues and everything like that. I picked Florida International to beat Arkansas. There's no way I picked Florida National to beat Arkansas. But when I when I did go over, I did go, oh, I did go, I did re-go, I did redo their, I did redo their schedule. And I do have them going five and seven. I'm not near as high on Liberty as you guys are. I'm just, I'm really not. I'm not that high on Liberty this year. Are you just year. salty because of last and year? So, no, no, I'm just not as high on them. <laughs> no, no, listen, I, listen, I don't hold any grudges, guys. That's the thing with me. I predict by what, what I see, and what I see is I'm not as high on Liberty as you guys are. And so, but anyway, uh, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of where we go. Now, what was the, I think there was one more. I think it was Toledo. Um, so Toledo, yeah, you were low on Toledo. Me and Jacob yeah, were like, we're, were like, I'm really were, high on. Toledo. Y'all were very high on Toledo. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me go over Toledo real quick before, and then we can get started. Whatever. I do have Toledo going eight and four. All right, so I do have them going eight and four. Um, let me look at this real quick. Uh oh, see it switched on me again. 
I hate this thing. All right, so uh, Toledo, Toledo, Toledo. Uh, I did have Illinois beating Toledo, but I could easily see Toledo get that dub because, I do, like I said, I don't think Illinois is – I think they're more of a middle-of-the-pack t- uh, team, if not a little bit worse this – that they're going to be a little bit worse this year. I do have them beating Texas Southern, San Jose State, and Western Michigan. I do have them losing to uh, Northern Illinois. Of course, I think I have Northern Illinois winning the conference. Yeah, I've got them going 11-1-8-0 in conference. Um, I have them beating uh, UMass, Ball State. I have them losing at Miami of Ohio. I think Miami of Ohio is going to be a little bit better this year than what people think they're going to be. No, Uh, I I think they're legit contenders to win the MAC. And then um, let's see here. Uh, I do have them beating Buffalo, and I do have them beating Eastern Michigan, although that's also because it's toward the end of the season, and Eastern Michigan will be on the road. They'll be tired, banged up, and everything like that. I have them beating Central Michigan at the end of the year, but I do have this one that I've kind of circled a little bit, and I think it's just because Bowling Green is kind of like how ECU is um, in their conference, I believe Bowling Green is going to sneak up on a few, and that that could be a trap game for Toledo because they do play their last two games on the road. Okay, okay. I very much appreciate you allowing Northern Illinois to win the MAC, though. Oh no, there that. there was there was no <laughs> doubt in my mind. I've when I looked at the schedule, I'm like, yep, Northern Illinois is going to win it, <laughs> and nobody's going to come close. Okay, okay. Addressing a lot of stuff in the room there. I like it. I like it. I've also been trying to get uh, my prediction things correct on here. While I have my notes over here, yes, I still wanted to also have it pulled up in front of me on separate tabs. Uh, We do have Chad here in the chat as well, talking about Georgia, as always. Uh, Which, I mean, that is one of going to be the the talking points of this episode, hence it being the title of the episode, Can Anyone Compete with Georgia? That's going to be one of the big questions that we're going to figure out if we have an answer for today. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into it, boys, shall we? Uh, we'll just go down the line. We'll go down here in a nice little alphabetical order here. So we'll start off with ACC, uh, home of my uh, my favorite team, Miami. Florida State. Uh, s- fuck off. Uh, no. So when it comes to the ACC and like being like legitimately like like the competitive teams, like obviously the way that we do our predictions is that we always highlight you know our first and second favorite teams, even if they're not going to be competitive. Uh, so for me, when it comes to legitimate like competitiveness to the ACC, it's down to three teams. It's Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. You know, I think I think Miami is going to show a lot of progress this year, uh, but I don't think they're going to be uh, the team uh, to beat in the Coastal Division. I think that's going to be North Carolina, but even North Carolina, I don't think is going to be. You know, I think North Carolina is going to be good, but they're not going to be on the same level as Florida State and Clemson. Uh, so for me, unfortunately, fuck Florida State. I do have them going twelve and zero, uh, but I do have the two potential losses of Week One right off the bat with LSU and Week Four at Clemson. So that's gonna be that's gonna be their potential hot spots. But as of now, I think this team can really go on a run if they get past those. The, basically, the first four weeks they get past that, Florida State's smooth sailing. Like up front, they are. Uh, Clemson, I have them coming in second in the Atlantic with a ten and two. Uh, their two losses with Florida State and week 13 against South Carolina. I think the Gamecocks are going to pull off some magic, but I under, I fully acknowledge that could be that could not happen and they could be 11 and 1 right there. Uh for the Coastal Division, uh, I do have North Carolina going a 9 and 3 um winning the Coastal there and their losses. Again, you I, we're we're going to touch back on this when we get down to the SEC. Week 1 against South Carolina. I'm I'm high on South Carolina this year. I thought year. they weren't doing divisions this year. 
for yeah, they're SEC. Not. Yeah, they're, they they're got not rid doing... of the Atlantic. I thought that. I thought that. Divisions. Uh, oh, it was still listed for me when I looked it up online. Oh, okay. Either way, okay. either way, if, they, if if they're getting rid of it, it'd be Florida State and Clemson. If they're getting rid of it. I, I when I looked it up uh, earlier, there I, th- I thought I saw divisions for uh, ACC. Uh, but yeah, North Carolina uh, with losses that I've got lined up. South Carolina week one, and then back to back losses, similar to how the how last year went, where they lost like four games in a row. They lost like the two regular season games, championship game, and then they lost uh, the bowl game as well. I have them losing against Clemson in twelve and uh, NC State in week thirteen. You know, I understand NC State. You know, they lost Leary. I get that, but they are getting uh, Brennan Armstrong who. Did a lot of noise over in Virginia. Virginia's going to be awful this year. They're, they're going to be lucky to get one or two wins. Uh, but also coming over with Armstrong is the same like uh, same sort of like, uh, offensive coordinators that he knew at Virginia. I, I don't think I don't think NC State's going to take a huge step back just because they lost Devin Leary. I really don't. I, I don't think they're going to be like competitive team like you know for the entire ACC. But uh, I do think they they're good enough to beat like the likes of North Carolina in Week 13. Uh, and then for my personal team, Miami, I've got them going eight and four. Uh, I could see anywhere from like a seven to five, eight to four, maybe a nine, nine and three, but I don't see much better than that personally. Uh, some losses I have lined up. I do think that we are going to lose week two versus Texas A&M. Uh, and then week seven, North Carolina, week eight, Clemson, and unfortunately week 11 against fuck Florida State. Uh, so the way, in the way that I have got my championship game lining out would be Clemson and uh, Florida State, and I think Florida State's going to take it. I got, I got Florida State winning the ACC. That's how I've got things playing out for me. All right, I'll go next. Um, I agree with you on Florida State. Um, yeah. I do have one loss, and I have them losing to LSU in week one. That's fair. But there's totally a, fair. But, but, but like I said, my top four is going to be very, very weird, y'all. Just, just telling you right off the top. <laughs> my top four is weird. Ah. Clemson, I've got them losing the same games that you said I have them losing to. I have them losing to Florida State as well as South Carolina at the end of the, at the end of the year. I have Duke going nine and three. I, for some reason, to me, this schedule heavily favors the Blue Devils this year. They, it really does because even though they have to go on Louisville on the road, Louisville's horrible. But they have Wake Forest at home. I do have them beating North Carolina on the road. I could see North Carolina getting that dub. But like I said, I think I think Duke is going to surprise a lot of teams this year, and then of course Virginia, like you said, they're horrible, and, and you know Pittsburgh is you know it, they're not going to be as good this year. Um, but I, I even though I do have Pittsburgh making a bowl game, so um, I have North Carolina coming in fourth at nine and three. I do have Miami coming in at eight and four as well. I have Wake Forest coming in at seven and five, and then I have Virginia Tech, Pitt, Syracuse all coming in at six and six. I've got North Carolina State coming in at five and seven. The one thing, though, is that I, that I wish I would have redone before I did was look at Boston College again because I think Boston College could be a, a huge sleeper in the ACC. Ten and this two, year. baby. Ten and um, two. I don't see them going ten and two. But ten and I mean, two, baby. Just I, I probably need to relook at that. But Georgia Tech's going to be terrible. Virginia's going to be terrible, and so is Louisville. And it doesn't matter what record they are. Ten and two. All man. right, I'll go next. Um, so I do have Florida State winning this, but I have them with two losses. Okay. Uh, they're undefeated in the, in the conference, though, but I do have them losing week one against LSU, and I actually have them losing a trap game. I have them losing at the very end of the year against Florida. Oh, dear God, you did not go there. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I to gotta call this out. I got to call it out. How? Listen, 
listen. How? Florida State, especially in recent years, is very notorious for dropping the ball when it matters the most. That's not wrong. The, uh, yes, and but Florida? In the state in the top four and go to a college football playoff, it would come down to that last game because they would already have one loss. Very true. And I don't see them losing any other game besides that one. Okay. When it okay. matters most, they drop the ball, and that's going to be against Florida, Week 13. Oh my gosh! I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have Florida making a bowl game. <laughs> I don't either. I honest to God don't either. It would, it would just okay. be that end of year thing. It would man. be. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's what's going to happen. I have Florida, Florida State winning I'm here four for games. Flo- the entire year. Too. Florida State's going to be that number two team in the nation when they play Florida, and then they're going to get beat, kind of like how who was who was those number two uh, Missouri? What year was that? It was years ago. 2007. 2007. Missouri yeah. was number two. Then they got beat by some crappy team. It, it was the curse of the twos, man. Because <laughs> West yep. Virginia got that high. They lost a pit. You know, that was Pat McAfee's three missed field goals. Oh, gosh. Uh, USF got freaking number two in the nation just because of so many teams lost. Like, 2007 was that a wild was a year weird. for college football. I think, th- I think this year is going to be even more wild. But anyway. <laughs> okay, Jacob, continue. I have Clemson coming in at number two, also ten and two, but with the one law, lo- uh, one in conference loss coming against Florida State. But I also have them losing Week Ten against Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, Ricky, similarly, I have Duke coming in at nine and three. I have them losing Week One against Clemson. I have them losing Week Eight against Florida State, and Week Five against Notre Dame. No, no respect for the Huskies. North Carolina comes in at fourth with, at 10 and 2. Uh, they lose to Duke and Clemson back to back week 11 and week 12. Miami, I have them at 8 and 4. 5 and 3 in conference, though. So that's me I have too. them losing against Texas AM, North Carolina, Clemson, and Florida State. Chad also throws out in chat that Duke's going to beat Clemson week one. He's got Clemson going nine and three. I think nine and three is one hundred percent possible for Clemson. There's just that weird gut feeling uh, for me. Just as much as I, I look at Clemson and I want it because I toyed very hard with Notre Dame beating them week ten and their three losses being Florida State, Notre Dame, and South Carolina. But there's just that weird sinking gut feeling in me that 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 Cade kid is going to be an absolute beast this year. So that that's why I'm giving them a little bit of benefit of the doubt on that. But I could see the only question mark I have for Clemson is their offensive line because their that's offensive true. line yeah. is their defense is going to be good though. Their defense is going to be solid as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Also for the Duke one, no respect for the Huskies. What are we doing? What are we doing? No respect. Making for the, the right predictions. UConn's gonna go on a tear this year. I made sure to throw in their predictions in here for me. I, I can I can see that. I don't see them winning eight or nine games, though, Alex. I, just I think don't. I have them going nine and three. I'm gonna be honest oh, with you. Oh gosh. Let's go Jeez. Huskies. That is, that is absurd. <laughs> Let's go Huskies. They've moved up from a terrible game of the week consistent contestant to I think they're gonna actually be really good this year. All right, Shane. So they went from a bottom twenty-five team to. Nine and three, baby. Eight and Bowl three. Game. Nine Let's and three. get it. All right. Yeah, he he. Do, it is on the board. The I, first yeah. two predictions of the year, boys. Alex has UConn to a bowl game, and I have Troy to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, that's true. I wanted to call that out before we got started, by the way. I, South Alabama, I could see doing a New Year's Six Bowl. Troy, though, that's tough. Troy, that, that that's real tough. Troy is not – I mean, as good as as, as good as I think they could be, 
Troy is like one of those teams that it doesn't matter if they how good they look on the field or how good they look on paper, they always seem to fall short. That's true. I have South Alabama losing three games this year. That's why they don't make a bowl game or a New Year's Six bowl game. Okay. I agree. Texas Tech is a sleeper in the Big 12. Uh, that's one that I've got highlighted once we get to the Big 12. I, I like Texas Tech a lot this year. They, they've got to have a lot of things go right for them, but I'm a big fan of Tech. I liked them last year. I like them even more this year. Uh, the one concern Tech's going to have that they got to overcome is they got to overcome uh, losing a, a complete star on the defensive side of the ball with Tyree Wilson. Someone's going to have to step up, but they got a lot of defensive starters back. I, I think I think Texas Tech could be a really good team for the Big 12. Um, Shane, who you got winning the ACC? I know you said you were winging it. What do we got going on? What's your, what's your winging it here? You yeah, so for me? I wanted to know what this hype about Florida State was. I know last year they finished ten and three overall with a five and three ACC record. But let's be honest, we all know that even though with the good record they had last year, they did not look like a ten and three team. Because Florida In State is returning, because Florida State is returning eighty seven percent of its starters from last year. Yeah, that was my logic so, behind it. Too. They, it's just they, a lot more are, experience. But this, but this is, but this is what I'll say. With, with, with knowing that, and with how the ACC is, let's be honest, it's what a four-team race. Maybe that's being lenient to that's, Duke yeah. and Miami. That's yeah, fair. That's being generous. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's be real here. It's kind of hard not to put them in there, um, especially with the decline that we saw from Clemson last year. Um, now, given I think they could have some, uh, no, I say decline. They Clemson definitely picked it up after the three losses because of DJ U- Ugalele or whatever his fucking name is. But he's no longer there. I don't even know where he's at now. Oregon State. Go Beast. Oregon State. Um, so, for me, I think until it's proven differently right now as far as ACC is Clemson. I mean, that's fair. But, I think I think Clemson but is fair. I, to throw but, out there. but I do think it will be Clemson and Florida State um, because right now, I mean, the ACC has been like this for, I mean, as long as I've been on the show, um, it's it's a two team race. I'm, uh, you know, there's one year that was it was what North Carolina there last year, but I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure they got they, I mean, they got beat. Right. Yeah, they got so, the, the shit beat out of them. Because, like I said, North yeah, Carolina lost their two last slammed. regular season games. Then they lost the championship. Then they lost their bowl game. They lost four straight to end the year. So, I mean, and I'm going to be real. I'll, I'm siding with, uh, with, with Jacob on this. I will not be surprised if Florida beats Florida State at the end of the year. Especially since it's at the Swamp. I will not. Yeah, There's been, now given... Now, given now, given the only thing I've heard from Florida, Florida's kind of um, side of things is all from SEC media, and you know how SEC media is towards any SEC team. Yeah. Even yeah. if they're really bad, they still kind of overhype them. True. Regardless of the situation, but I do think Florida will take a step up this year, um, and that's coming. That 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 has to be. A, a big thing, especially since they just had a quarterback that played, you know, one year and then is top three pick or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I think they will take a step up. I will not be surprised if they beat Florida State at the end of the year. And honestly, um, LSU, I, I could see LSU beating Florida State week one. Uh, Florida State Clemson, uh, like I said, that could be 
an easily uh you know rematch at the end of the year in the championship game um i could see duke giving florida state the uh, run for their money and uh, on october 21st um hell i could see miami giving them a run for their money um but right now like i said it's top four for me would be clemson florida state uh miami and either duke or north carolina depends on who who wants to actually play football so yeah i feel you and i, I definitely I, let me stress this you know I definitely think Miami can give some of these teams a run for their money. Like the four losses I've got lined up, you know, Texas A&M, North Carolina, Clemson, and at Florida State. I, I think Miami can give them a run for their money uh, in, in all four games. Like, you know, if, if we end up beating Florida State, if we end up beating any of those four teams, it won't necessarily shock me. I'm just banking on we're going to probably lose those games uh, personally. That's just kind of my personal assumption. Uh, but the most important game that we're going to win this year is we're going to win the Battle of Miami. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it sounds like for the most part, we're all pretty much on the same page for the ACC. Uh, now let's go over to, uh, Jacob's country. Let's go to the big 10. Did we do conference championship though? Oh ACC? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like I said, I've got, I've got Florida state winning it. Florida state, yeah, Florida all, state I, winning it all. Florida state all winning the conference. Have, yeah. I think all three of us or all four of us have Clemson and Florida state. Yeah. And yeah. then I think y'all three have Florida state winning it and I have Clemson winning it. That's fair. Gotcha. All right, boys, let's go to Jacob's country. Let's go to the good old Big Ten. All right, Jacob, I'll let you kind of kick this one off for me, my friend. This is this is your world after all. Okay, so follow with me because this might get a little confusing here. I got you. I'll start out with the West all because right. the West is less confusing. Very straightforward. Because the West teams. sucks. There's only two teams yeah, in the there West. Is. Wisconsin that is and going Iowa. to potentially win this. It's Wisconsin and Iowa. Yep. I have Wisconsin winning it. Okay. At 11 and 1. Ooh. With their only Ooh. loss coming to Ohio State in Week Nine. Now, see, that's I that's really love Luke. that's fair. That's fair because I have them going ten and two, but I have a surprise loss for the second one. I love Luke Fickle, and Wisconsin already has plenty of talent there for True. a transition to be kind of easy for him. Facts. Um, Iowa comes in a close second. I have them losing two games uh, to Penn State Week Four and Wisconsin Week Seven. Same, but that defense for Iowa is going to be phenomenal, and they finally have a quarterback that can actually pass the ball. Facts, hopefully. Facts. <laughs> um, everybody else, you know, in the West, you have Illinois, Minnesota, Purdue. They're kind of run of the mill, and the Northwest and Nebraska. We won't talk about them, especially Northwestern. Especially yeah. Northwestern. I, I actually have Nebraska finishing last in the in the division. That surprises me, really. It really does not. I would too, team. as well. The only reason why I do have both of them going two and ten, uh, one and eight in conference, but I have Northwestern winning one game in division. I have Nebraska not winning at all in division. Interesting. I have Northwestern beating Nebraska. That's why they're above. <laughs> Interesting. Wasn't that Northwestern's like only win last year? Yeah. Yeah. Week one, I think. Yep. yep. Was that in like Ireland? Uh, yeah. Actually, okay. it was. Okay. Just make sure I remembered that right. <laughs> so How far Northwestern has fallen since being in the Big Ten Conference Championship? Ah, I know. Game. I know. <laughs> all right. So what? All uh, right. So what's the wacky tobackiness you've got going on with the East? So. Obviously, it's the big three teams. There's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. 
It's between those three teams. I have all of them at 11 and one. Interesting. Wow. Eight and one in conference, five and one in division. Now here's where this breaks down. And all I losing to Penn each State. other like 2012 SEC I West. Penn, I have Penn State losing to Ohio State. Okay. I have Michigan losing to Penn State. And I have Ohio State losing to Michigan. That's fair. Okay. That's all very but valid. The way, the way that all works out, Ohio State wins the East. Okay. And it's Ohio so, State versus Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. Literally Ohio breaks State down the same way 2012 West Division did with Arkansas, Alabama, and LSU. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Basically does, yep. 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 Okay, so who was Penn State's loss again? Penn State's State. loss uh, was Ohio State. Okay, and what was Michigan's? Penn to State. Penn State. Okay, okay, gotcha. And then Ohio State losing the big game third year in a row, which I really had to swallow. <laughs> at least, at least you're getting prepared I, for I, it. I early. had to face the facts. Okay, I hang on, though. He's getting hang prepared on, for hang it. Hang on. I'm calling you out on this. You gave me the weirdest look known to man when I told you that was going to happen weeks ago. He had to come to terms. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because I told you no, weeks look, ago, mark this man, man down. I really, I really, I really this had man. to come to terms with this when look, I was writing the listen, Big, Big Listen, I've come to terms that, that Arkansas is going to be mediocre for years, okay? Ricky, and we're probably going to be worse what, than mediocre before too long, but I'm just saying. Okay, just making sure. Ricky, this is, Ricky, this is what happened, dude. He had to sit down with Jesus. Had his hair cut, his beard cut. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I just got to swallow this. Yeah, coming to God. I, you know, I, gotta ta- I just got to take the oh, L, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. New look, new me. It's new just, new look, happen, new man. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, it, it was when I was writing the Big Ten article and I was crunching all the numbers and everything. And it just every scenario led to Michigan winning a third year in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to all of his articles. He's put in an incredible amount of work. You can uh, go sign up to our website, sparky3.com for free. And check all these out. Me and Jacob's also got another one that we need to finish. That's going to be just a little quick read. A ceiling and floor for every college team. Just very quick. No, it won't have paragraphs or anything. Just boom, records, move on with your day. It'll be great. I wasn't calling you. You're fine. My dog's in the room with us. She got I, My snap got her attention. Uh, but yeah, make sure to go check out our website, sparky3.com. And you can see all of his power rankings that he's got. Okay. All right, Jacob. I, I like. Well, I let's like hear the bad got. news. I like what you got going on, man. Let's hear what. Let's let's hear the bad news. Okay. Is Jake? Is Ricky? Is you? Are is, you is, the bad is it news? my turn? Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. I think so. The, the bad news. All right. The bad news. Also, I'll, I'll switch to this cam so we can see my cute little dog. So just keep going. Right. <laughs> She's a little out of frame. Let me fix that. All right. Go ahead, Ricky. Let's hear the bad news. <sighs> okay. I agree that Wisconsin is going to win the division in the West. Um, I have them having a second loss that's going to surprise you. I have them losing at Illinois. Uh, not what I have. I have them losing at Illinois. I have the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have three conference losses. I'm sorry. I have them losing uh, at Illinois. I have them losing at home against Ohio State. And I have them losing uh, at home to Michigan. <clears throat> Those are the three losses. That I, I also have Iowa going nine and three, but I don't. But I but I think Wisconsin's going to win it outright because they'll win they'll win the tiebreaker there because of the division. Um, Minnesota, I've got Minnesota going seven and five. I've got three teams going six and six. 
one of these t- one of these teams, I don't know if they're going to actually get to that sixth win, and that's probably going to be Nebraska. But I think Nebraska's schedule, in my opinion, heavily favors them. Their non-conference heavily favors them to go six and six. I only had them winning two conference games. In the East, Jacob, brace yourself. Here we go. Ohio State. Here we go. Could have three losses this year. And I want you to brace yourself, my friend, because I don't think Ohio State is going to be the dominant Ohio State team that we've seen over the years this year. I just, I just, I don't see it. They're basically, they're basically replacing everyone on their offense this year. And like I've said in the past, and I've, I'll even say it again today, experience means everything. And they're replacing a majority of their offense this year, including their offensive line. And I know, I know that a lot of these guys have gotten a plenty of reps over the years and things like that. I just don't know. I, I don't see them. I just think they're going to lose games they're not supposed to lose. But I also think they're going to win games they, <laughs> they shouldn't win because of some of their losses. But with that being said, I have them losing at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's experience is going to outdo Ohio State's experience um, when it comes to week when it comes to week four. And you can laugh all you want to, guys. Don't sleep on Notre Dame this year, all right? I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now, Connecticut. Yeah, you're the one that has Connecticut hold winning the, nine hold, games. Hold the, hold you the phone. You have Connecticut winning hold nine games, phone. sir. Hold the phone. Let me get this out. Hey, Jacob. Yes. I also have Ohio State losing. Ah! Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I also Why? now we listen. Just, we just, we just hang on, them last year. You hang, on hang on, them hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jacob, it's a new year. I'm telling you, man, this may not, and I could be wrong. This may not be the dominant Ohio State program we've seen over the last years. I understand they've got a good recruiting class, but you have to get experience with these guys, and that's what they're going to be focusing on this year. Now, I will say this much. It's a good thing that their schedule, for the most part, is pretty weak this year, with the exception of Notre Dame, Penn State, and Michigan. Yeah. I went on ahead of – And Wisconsin, because it is at I Wisconsin. forgot about Wisconsin. Now, yeah. here's the thing, Jacob. I, I don't know if they're going to lose to Penn State, but I did mark Penn State as a loss. But I have this feeling. You remember that year that Urban Meyer lost to Purdue and we didn't see it coming? I think there's, oh, of course. I think there's someone on this schedule that's going to beat Ohio State and we're not going to see it coming. And I that's got it. Just, and that's just me. I know who it is. That, that's just me. Like, I have no ill will toward Ohio State, toward you nor Ohio State. I have no ill will towards anybody. I just call it the way I see it. I think they're going to be too young on the offensive side of the ball this year to be able to put up the numbers that they've been able to put up in the past. Now, if you bring that offense back from last year, we're talking possible national champions, but they're not doing that. It's a whole new game this year for Ohio State, and it's going to be a little bit different. And to be honest with you, I think they should have fired Ron Day last year. They're probably going to fire him this year for losing to Michigan three years in a row. So you may have a new coach next year. I think there's two potential t- uh, teams that we could lose to this year that we're not supposed to lose to uh, as far as Big Ten teams go, and that's either Maryland that's one or of Minnesota. Them. I agree with both of those, and that's those, those are the ones that I wanted to question mark. But at the same time, with the respect for the program, as dominant as they've been, with the respect of the program, I didn't put them as a loss. I put them in were losses where I'm like, okay, this could definitely happen, and then there's some that possibly could happen. But I'm just saying – 
I do have one thing though. All right. We are not resetting as much as you think we are. Yes, we have a new quarterback, but this quarterback has been sitting behind multiple people for the past three years. He's going to be ready to go in Kyle McCord. Uh, obviously, we have the wide receiver talent. We always have the wide receiver talent because Ohio State is wide receiver you. Uh, our defense is our defense. It's always going to be lights out. Uh, well, past couple years it hasn't been, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you just make my point. But anyway, um, I have – I all right, so let me go ahead and finish up real quick, and then we'll get to whoever's next. I do have Michigan win the East. I have them going undefeated. Um, Penn State, I'm going to circle that 11-1. Most likely it's going to be 10-2, but right now I've got 11-1. Obviously Ohio State 3. I've got Michigan State. Ah, this one's going to be tough. Uh, I have them going 7-5 and five, as well as Maryland. Um, Indiana and Rutgers, with respect, 4-8 and eight for Indiana, 2-10 and 10 for Rutgers. Are one of those two wins Ohio State? Because I have Rutgers beating Ohio State. <laughs> no. What? No, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking no, with you. Uh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, I'm fucking uh, with you. No, no, no. The two, the two wins for Rutgers is going to be Northwest, <laughs> North, Northwestern in week one, and they're going to beat Wagner in week five. Imagine if Ohio State loses to Rutgers week 10 in oh, if New Jersey. Oh, lose, my look, God. They're not going to lose to Indiana. Ohio State. If Rutgers beats Ohio State, Rutgers automatically gets to stay in the Big Ten. <laughs> That's true. They're they're gonna on their way to get, potentially get kicked out. No, I was fucking with you. There's no way Rutgers going to win. I was just trying to get something out of you. No, for me personally, uh, so Ricky, did you get through your – Yeah, I got, okay. I got through mine, yeah. Uh, for me, I have Michigan um, coming out on top on the East for the 12-0. and 0. Uh, obviously, there's a couple games in there that could be some little little hot spots they could lose. They could they could you know they could lose at Penn State. Uh, you know, if since it is at Penn State, mm-hmm. that's why I acknowledge that could be an L. And then you know, I think Ohio State and Michigan. I think honest, honest to God, with how it's been these last few years, I think is always going to be a close game where it's very tough to see who's going to win. So that could be a loss, but I do have them winning the game. Um, Ohio State, I do have going 10-2. and two. Of course, I already said my two losses being at Notre Dame and at Michigan, other than that, winning across the board. But, Jacob, I am with you. If there's going to be a game they're going to lose, it's going to be the Turtles. It's going to be Maryland. What Minnesota, I could see that too. I could see that too. Uh, but I, I would have Maryland as my number one. Like, this is a game you guys should win. You're going to lose. Like, I, I'm pretty high on Maryland because believe it or not, boys, with how my East plays out, Maryland's coming third in the East above Penn State. Uh, yeah, above Penn State. Penn State wow. and, and Maryland both uh, I have going nine and three, but the, the difference is uh, I do have Maryland beating Penn State in a, in, in a shocker week 12 at Maryland. It will be a shocker. It's not a game they should win, but they're going to win it. And then I have them losing to both the Michigans uh, at Michigan State and uh, Michigan visiting them. Uh, Penn State, their three losses, Ohio State, Michigan, and Maryland. Uh, I, I like the Turtles as a sleeper team. I acknowledge that they could very easily drop down a little bit you know, down to like an eight and four or something like that, you know, and Penn State going easy 10 and two. I fully acknowledge that. I just want to put a little stake in Maryland. I, I like this team. I like the the talent they're bringing back, the starters they're bringing back. You know, I, I think this team could be a sleeper, kind of like what I was saying earlier uh, with Chad, with Texas Tech, you know, that I think uh, I think that they could just be a solid team. And when it comes to Wisconsin, Iowa, same thing, man. Those are the teams. I got them both going 10 and two. Uh, the difference is that Wisconsin coming in first because they beat Iowa. 
Um, for Iowa, I have their two losses, Penn State and Wisconsin. For Wisconsin, their two losses, Ohio State and a shocker with Jacob's new second favorite team, the Cougs, in week two. Wisconsin will probably win that game, and they'll probably finish 11-1. and one. I fully acknowledge that, but I, I, I just have this gut feeling that uh, the Cougs are going to pull it off uh, week two, so that's how I've got it planned out. And then with Michigan and Wisconsin being the championship, uh, with Michigan coming out on top, Big Ten champs, let's get it. So Both, that, uh, that's mine. seem to be a little high on Michigan State. Do what? You both seem to be a little high on Michigan State. I think it's their schedule. To me, to me, their schedule favors them a lot. I agree. I mean, like, I, I just went through their schedule. Uh, I have them going seven and five. Um, you know, it's just their schedule favors them. That's all it is. You know, and like, you know, honestly, that seven and five could be a six and six. Because I'll be real with you, I'm I'm more high on Maryland than anyone here. Maryland could get that dub week four, uh, which would put them down to a six and six. But as of now, I like if I was to look at Michigan State schedule, like I am. Uh, Washington, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, those are all going to be L's for Michigan State. I would even argue that they could even potentially lose to Minnesota since it's at Minnesota. So, I mean. Yeah, I got I got Michigan State going 3-9 and nine this year. Yeah, and I, I could see that. Mm. I could see them mm-hmm. float anywhere in that range personally. But, yeah, Michigan, big, uh, big, Ten, uh, big Ten champs and honestly going to lock into a playoff playoff spot. Uh, so, Shane, what about you? How are you feeling about the Big Ten? Who's winning it? You know, I, I've listened, you know, because I am winging it this week. I didn't really do much research this weekend, uh, you know, schedules and who's going playing who. But, you know, I, I have a good idea of what these teams were last year. Don't necessarily know too much about the, who they're all bringing back and things like that. But I will say this. I've done a little bit of research while y'all were talking, discussing y'all's stuff, you know, I will agree in the West, you know, I think his Wisconsin is most likely going to be the favorite. But I say it's a three-team race with Minnesota Oh, and okay, the Boilermakers. Purdue. I, I watch out for Purdue. Watch out for Purdue. I think Purdue can be one of those sneaky fucking teams. Last year, uh, I, 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 Jacob, I think you brought it up. They were not able to score any fucking points. But they've gotten they've gotten two transfer receivers um, from the same place that they got their transfer quarterback from, which I'm pretty sure is what Leary, right? It was it Leary or was it somebody else? Not Leary. Leary went to Kentucky. Okay, who who was it that Purdue got? I don't remember personally. Because I, I know they it, lost I know their quarterback. Some, in the I know draft. it's somebody that we that we were high on last year, but he was he got hurt, I think. Could not tell you. I don't. I'm, I don't remember. But anyways, they got two receivers and a quarterback from the same spot, and I think they got an additional receiver from somebody else. They got a running back as well. Watch out for Purdue. I think they'll probably finish third in the West, but um, they're they're primed to you know if they can get things clicking, they could they could make some waves. But I do think it's Wisconsin coming out of the West. Now this is where I'm going to differ from y'all. Some might say I've gone in the backyard. You know, it's it's not quite spring, but some might say that I'm sipping on some honeysuckle. <laughs> because I have Penn State winning the East. Ooh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Write it down on the board, Jacob. Yeah, Write that's, it down that's on the board. going down on the board right there. Yep. 
All right, That's you got a... James Franklin finally doing some shit. <laughs> I have Michigan finishing third in the East with Ooh. three losses. Ooh, interesting. All right, you got to add that to the board too, Jacob. Uh, Michigan three loss season. And believe me, that that well, hurts. That hurts. I know y'all have heard from me multiple times. I have ties to both Michigan and Michigan State, which is internally hurts me. Yeah, very unfortunate. You know, both, <laughs> I have I have two half brothers that both currently live in Michigan. One went to Michigan. One went to Michigan State. So I have some some small ties there. Uh, of course, I have Ohio State finishing second in the East. I have both Penn State and Ohio State having two losses. Kind of similar to what uh, Jacob has, you know, kind of a mix-up with Ohio State's two losses coming from Michigan and Ohio and uh, Penn State. That's Ohio State's two losses. Um, Penn State's two losses is going to come from Michigan and uh, Maryland. Shout out to the Turtles. Um, I am also high on uh, Maryland. Turtles. I love top. to. I love Tulia Tunga Tungavaloa. Uh, I think he he probably won't be a first round pick, but no. I mean he'll definitely he'll he'll definitely get drafted. You know, third, fourth round somewhere in there i think he's better than his brother there you go i think so too i think so too but the thing is he's not he doesn't have those alabama eyes on him exactly mm-hmm. he doesn't have alabama eyes on him um and side note guess who coached him last year arkansas's offense coordinator dan enos um anyways um moving on um so yeah and penn state's penn state's schedule guys you got West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, who I think I think Brett's going to be looking for a new job after this year, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> he lost a lot of talent. That. He lost a lot of talent. I, th- I think it's going to be that bad. I, I think you're looking at a 5-7, and 4-8 and eight year. Um, Illinois could be looking for a new head coach next year. Um, you got Iowa at Penn State, though, so that helps. Northwestern, UMass. They could be six and zero heading into heading into the Ohio State game. Downside is it's at Ohio State, but I still have them pulling it out. Then you have Indiana, Maryland at Maryland, which is a tricky game, and then you have Michigan, but it's at home at Penn State, and then you have Rutgers and Michigan State to finish out the year. So if anything, I think Michigan's going to fall off with the players that they've lost. Um, yes, they still have their two great running backs, or at least one of them, I believe. So they have both. They have, okay, they have both. That's what I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I think that'll be fine. Like they're going to be they're going to be a good team, but man, I I I don't know. I, for some reason, I have this gut feeling that, you know, there will be a new head coach next year in the East Division here, but it's going to be Michigan and Ohio State. You think Jim's going to finally dip back to the NFL? I think Jim's going to be gone for a, a pro football, especially if they get three losses this year. Um, he'll be he'll be um, in the NFL next year. Is one of those losses Rutgers? 
No. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Is Rutgers your favorite team now for the Big Ten? That's my Big Ten team. What can I say? Go go, Scarlet Knights. Hey, they, they won't be in the Big Ten for much longer. <laughs> like the Big 50. No, honestly, so I was thinking about Michigan's, this. Go ahead. Go so ahead. Michigan's three losses is Penn State. Um, I have them beating Ohio State, but I have them losing to Maryland and getting upset by Purdue. Okay. In the big house. The Boilermakers, baby. No, I was thinking about that uh, the other day, you know, like who would be my Big Ten team. And honestly, I, I don't have a really a hard preference for any of these teams. So just for the memes, uh, my Big Ten team is very clear and, and set in my mind, and that is the one and only OH. Io, there you go. Baby. I'm just here for the memes, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> I've got, I've got no, I've got no dog in this fight, man. I'm just here for the memes. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to the Big Twelve then. Uh, this is going to be an interesting Big Twelve year, in my opinion. Um, you know, with uh, Texas and uh, Oklahoma's final year here, uh, you got a lot of newcomers coming in. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty fascinating season to watch, personally. Uh, so who wants to go ahead and kick this one off? I'll do it. Okay. I'll start, I'll start here. All right, gentlemen. So, uh, you guys are really high. Oh, I think Alex was really high on Texas. Who, who else is really high on Texas Tech right uh, now? That was Chad in the chat. Chad in the chat. Yep. The Georgia fan. Yes. I think you made a mistake not just leaving it like, no, oh. this stupid thing. Yeah. You made a mistake. There we go. These mics are heavy, man. Like you could, you could clean knock someone out. There like, we go. Yeah. You made a mistake. Just kind of bringing us. it down. You, okay. you either need to let it hang, right, or you just need to have it up, one of the two. Like, when I say hang, I mean, like, you need to just let it fall and pick the whole thing up. It's one of the two. That, 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 that mic is, is heavy as shit. Okay. Here we go. I do have Texas winning the conference. I think they're going to win it very, very easily. Drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. I have Texas beating Alabama at Alabama in week two. Me too. Let's go. I have Texas... <laughs> Going undefeated in the conference at twelve and zero. I'm sorry, undefeated in conference and undefeated overall at twelve and zero. I, I think Texas is going to be one of the top four this year. Something just tells me Texas is going to be pretty dadgum good this year, and I hate to say that, I really do. However, I am very high on Texas Tech. I have Texas Tech getting second in the conference at nine and three, with a seven and two conference record. I've got Kansas also at nine and three, but I have them going six and three in conference, followed by. Uh, Kansas State at eight and four. TCU. I have UCF, BYU, and Oklahoma State going seven and five. I have mm. Oklahoma going six and six, and then the rest is history. Colorado and Baylor five and seven. I've got Houston going four and eight, and I have Iowa State going a whopping two and ten for this year in the Big Twelve. Okay, all right. So. Me and you are already very different on a few things, <laughs> but we are it's on the same page. It's a terrible football show. What do you expect? <laughs> that, that's true, but we are on the same page about Texas beating Alabama. I do have Texas getting that dub week two. You know, they lost last year by like what a point or two. Mm-hmm. That was such a damn good game last year too, uh, and I think it would have ended differently if, if Ewers didn't get injured. Funny how that's just the history of you know yep. Texas's story they they might have a national champion another national championship right now may i said may i'm i'm not hammering that i say may 
if Colt McCoy never got hurt. So that's just like that's just the the curse of Texas. Um, but no, Texas, I do have going eleven and one. Uh, their one loss is I do have them losing the um, whatever the name of the rivalry is for OU and Texas Red River really Rob, Red River rivalry. I think uh, I do have them losing that game since so it's going to be you know at Oklahoma. I do think ne- Texas. I think it's a neutral site game. That one's neutral side. Yes. Okay. Uh, I do think Texas could win that game, um, but I do have Oklahoma. I, I, I think Oklahoma's going to have a step up this year. I don't think they're going to be the winners uh, here in the Big 12 by any means. In fact, I have them going third place. They're not even going to the championship game for me. Uh, but I do think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. Second place, hear me out on this. I have Kansas State. Okay, I'm sticking with the the champions from last year. I understand they lost Vaughn. Okay, that's fucking cool. They returned all five of their offensive line starters. They got their returning quarterback. I think Kansas State's going to be just fucking fine, especially in the run game. I get where they lost Vaughn. That's cool. That sucks. But again, returning the offensive line they got, like, I think the schedule very heavily favors them. There's only a couple games that I view as like little hot spots they could lose, but like depending on where the game is also kind of plays in their favor. Like week four, honestly, I think UCF is a little bit of a hot spot game, but since it's at Kansas state, give me Kansas state, you know, um, shocker shocker team here the sleeper here at texas tech they could i could i will go ahead and say it i think they could lose that game but i haven't won the only loss i have for them is texas uh putting them in second place and making that the championship and you know for the championship i think i actually predicted kansas state to win let me look i didn't actually put a prediction we'll come back to that i'll figure it out here in a minute uh oklahoma i do have third in the big 12 uh with a 10 and 2 uh their two losses uh back-to-back losses in losses that they shouldn't have, you know. This is where I think you're gonna you're gonna see Tech Oklahoma be a lot better team than they were last year, but you're still gonna see the same tendencies of where Oklahoma is losing games they should not fucking lose. And in this case, it's gonna be Kansas Week Nine, and yes, their rival who is going to stink this year, Oklahoma State. It's gonna magically pull it off in a game they should not freaking win, because Oklahoma State is not gonna be the team they have been in the past couple of years. They've lost a lot of talent. They got to rebuild, and Mike Gundy could be on his way out the door at some point which he's been there forever. Uh, coming in in fourth, I'm a lot higher on these guys than everyone else on the internet, uh, but I, I have the newcomers. I have UCF coming in fourth with a 10-2. and two. Uh, Their only losses to Kansas State and Oklahoma. There are a couple of hot, other hot spots. You know, I think they could lose week two at Boise State. If they get past Boise State with a win, I think that's a pretty good sign for how this season's going to go, but I, I, think they're, I, I think they could still lose these other games. I think they could pinch in lose Kansas because I still think Kansas can be a good team. Last year, Kansas obviously fell off a little bit with Jalen Daniels getting hurt. Uh, but UCF, they could lose to Boise State. They could lose to Kansas. They could lose to Texas Tech. Um, you know, but other than that, the rest of the schedule really plays in their favor to go at like a ceiling of a 10 and 2. And that's what I'm locking in. Uh, Texas Tech, I got going 8 and 4. Uh, their only losses Oregon, uh, Kansas State, UCF, and Texas. Uh, and honestly, a couple of those games could be swayed, in my opinion. Um, and then the last team that I predicted for the Big 12, because the rest, it's like they're not going to be overly competitive. Uh, I did predict the t- uh, TCU since they did make the national championship. I wanted to give them a special shout out. Uh, I have them going seven and five, quite the quite the drop uh, from uh, from last year, which is uh, expected with how much talent they lost uh, and having zero momentum coming into this year. They're not even ranked, I don't think. Who do you have them losing to, though? That's my challenge because I, to me, to me, TCU's schedule is very, very like easy. In well, my opinion. you know, you listen to last week, so you already know one of them's SMU. I have SMU. Okay, that's fair. I have SMU pulling the way I the way I, I talked about SMU last week. They play Oklahoma and TCU. 
I think SMU is going to win one of two, and it could honestly be either one. I don't think they're going to go zero and two in those. I don't think they're going to go two and zero. They're going to go one and one. Okay. Uh, and in my case, I have them beating TCU. Uh, then I have them losing Kansas State, Texas Tech, Texas, and Oklahoma. Texas Tech going to get that dub. Yeah, I, I have them beating both Oklahoma and SMU, but I I could see SMU beating them and and the and that whatever week it is they're playing. Now, as for my my Big Twelve championship, like I said, it's Texas and Kansas State. And I feel like how, how I'm going to feel towards the Big 12 championship is going to kind of be determined after just literally a couple weeks because, you know, we have the Texas-Alabama game and stuff like that. You know, my first impression is I want to lock in Kansas State. You know, they have, they have a lot of returning starters on the offensive side, especially the off- – I think the offensive line is one of the biggest factors. That's like – that's a big deal. Uh, Kansas State needs to really replenish the secondary, which is kind of concerning, honestly. Uh, but honestly, I, it's honestly a coin flip between Kansas State and Texas if they're going to the championship game together. You just give me Texas, I guess. Fuck Brady, but give me Texas. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I agree that Texas is going to be great this year. I, I have them going 11-1 and one with their one loss coming to Alabama. That's only because – I think that game can go either way. True. But I'm giving the slight advantage to Alabama just because it's a home game. I have Kansas State at 11 and 1 as well, with their only loss coming to Texas in Week 10. I have Oklahoma coming in at 11 and 1 as well, but again, lost to Texas. I have Baylor at 8 and 4. I have Texas Tech at 8 and 4, and Cincinnati at 8 and 4. I have UCF and BYU at seven and five. I have TCU at six and six. I think they'll lose week one against Colorado. They'll also lose against Kansas State, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma, uh, and Oklahoma State at six and six. And then it just falls off with Houston at four and eight, Kansas at three and nine, Iowa State two and ten, and West Virginia at one and eleven. You think Kansas is only going three games this year? I absolutely think so. I think there are only three wins that I have them. Uh, Missouri State week one. I have them beating Nevada, and I have them beating Iowa State. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely higher on Kansas than you. I'm, I'm way I'm a little higher on Kansas, too. I, I, I honestly don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, they returned a lot of their starters from last year. And I, I think as long as Jalen stays healthy this yeah, time, that's the, I think they could go on a run. I don't think their schedule favors them enough, though. Go on a run. Let's see here. Missouri State, W. Illinois win. Nevada win. BYU, I can see BYU being a trap game. BYU's going to stink this year. Um, uh, Central Florida, they're brand new to the conference. I, I mean, that's but it's a home game for them. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, they could go one and one in those two. You could flip either one of them. Um, I mean, I could see them losing to Texas Tech and Kansas State toward the end of the year, but yeah, I just, I just, to to me, um, I mean, I, I could see seven, eight, nine wins out of this team. I don't see them going three. I don't think they're going to be that terrible. I do think that UCF and Cincinnati are going to turn a lot of heads this year. I think their transition isn't going to be as smooth as it can possibly be. But I do think they're going to get a lot of wins that most people think that they shouldn't be winning. U- UCF, I'll agree with Cincinnati. I don't, I don't know with Fickle leaving. I, I don't know. Usually, usually when a head coach like Fickle leaves um, to go to a bigger program, usually you lose a lot of players that he recruited. And um, 
I, I just I don't see Cincinnati transitioning like that. If Fickle still coaching them, I, I would I would say yes to that. But no, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean UCF. Unfortunately, they still got Gus Malzahn. So, and you know he is okay. He's okay. So we'll just go from there. <laughs> I can't stand Gus Malzahn. <laughs> All right, Shane, what do you got going on for the uh, the Big 12? Who's coming out on top? Are you just going to ride with us so, in Texas? So I think it's a five-team race. Now, I'm going to tier it here, right? So I'm, I, I think there's three tiers of teams in the top five. So I'll do B, A, and S. I think your beer, your beer, your B team, your B tier teams here so essentially five and four is going to be Baylor and Oklahoma. You can put position on how you want them, but I have Baylor five, Oklahoma four. Your, your a tier team, your sole a tier team here. I'm going to have, uh, where is it? Actually, no, I'll go back on that. Um, I'm going to have Baylor, Baylor as the lone B, B tier. And then I'm going to have, well, I guess it's really four teams. Cause I don't really see this team being as good as, uh, I did have TCU up there at, at in that area, but I'm actually going to retract that because they, they have lost a lot. Um, and their schedule does not favor them from what I'm seeing. If I'm looking at the right one. So I'm going to say four teams. Still tiered three tiers, B, A, and S. So you're going to have Baylor in that low tier at B. And then you're going to have your three your three as um, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Texas. That's your four teams that I have. Um, and I have a kind of a... a it's going to be a nice rematch from the uh, olden days, from the Michael Crabtree days, Texas and Texas Tech in the championship game. And I have Texas pulling it out. Okay. Yeah, I forgot I, to mention, yeah. I have K-State winning it all. Uh, the Big 12. Oh, okay, I was about to say, what do you mean by winning it all? <laughs> no, they are not winning a national championship. <laughs> I was about to say, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I was about to say, I definitely want what you're smoking. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we can all agree. Texas is, is the team that's poised. I think Texas is gonna gonna leave the Big Twelve on a very high note uh, and enter the SEC to fall into irrelevance. Uh, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, but either way, yeah. Um, but shout to Texas, I, actually, I do want to say this, Alex, if I can. Um, I do agree with. Uh, I believe it was Jacob. I think Cincinnati and UCF will uh, will definitely turn some heads this year. Um. I think more so UCF than Cincinnati, um, but I I do think that those teams will not be the bottom tier of you know the fourteen team Big Twelve. Yeah, the teams that will be those gonna be Houston and BYU <laughs> and West Virginia. Don't forget about Oklahoma, Iowa State. Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah. O- Iowa State. Oklahoma State. I think those will probably be your bottom five. Yeah, no, Houston being added, I mean, honestly, that's for other athletics. I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that in terms of uh, basketball, Big 12 is by far the best basketball conference in the entire NCAA with all the additions they've got. 
because then once you're adding in Arizona as well, when you got Houston that just came in, <laughs> shoot. I mean, it's unreal. Uh, all right, let's hop over to you boys' conference. Are we going to skip the Pac-12? Oh, we'll do that last. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that last. Um, yeah, you mean the Pac-4? Cause yeah, the Pac-4. Pac-2. Shout out to the Beefs. The Pac-2. They're, they're dead. Cal, uh, Cal and they're Stanford, dead. I think, the only ones that are left. No, those are the ones that could potentially be out. It's Washington State and Oregon State that's on the fence of like what's going to happen to us. I thought they joined a conference. Nope, not Did yet. Did they not? Okay, uh, okay, uh, okay. Cal and Stanford are trying to They're join trying. the ACC. That's going to be fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. But I mean, we've got fucking L.A. going over to New Jersey with the Big Ten, so it is what it is. Um, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, L.A. to New Jersey, man. Can't wait. Uh, all right, let's 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 jump, in, jump into the SEC uh, Ricky, why don't you uh, lead us off here? Ah, why do I have to lead this off? You want okay. me to lead it off? Nope, nope, I got you. Okay. No, you asked me to lead it off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. Okay, so I don't think it's a secret. George is going to win the East. All right. let's, yeah. just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just get that part out of the way. George is going to win the East, it's, and so... Um, George's schedule is such a fucking yeah, cupcake schedule. Yeah, oh my schedule. gosh. Uh, it's don't so even want to get pathetic. started with it anyway. It's yeah, so their, their, schedule is, their schedule is pretty I bad. mean, like, let me stress. Let me stress. I'm not taking any way, anything away from Georgia being a phenomenal team. We, we saw that in the championship where they had like seventh string players coming in dominating. I'm just pointing out the facts, though. Their schedule is pathetic. <laughs> phenomenal team. Best team in the country. Uh, but, man, their schedule is pathetic. I have two shockers for you boys. Two of them. Yeah, here we go. Write it down on the board, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, you're going to want, want to write this down. You're going to want to. He told me this before you joined the call. You're going to want to write this going, down. You're going to need. This. Are you ready? I'm ready. Second place team in the East will be the Missouri Tigers, going ten and two. And and <laughs> play, they will be six and two in conference play with the five, with five and one in their division. Third place in the East will be South Carolina. They will also go 10-2, and 6-2, and 4-2 and two in the division. Number four, this is where it's really going to surprise you. It won't surprise Alex, but it's going to surprise everybody else. Give me the Vanderbilt Commodores going 8-4. and four. <laughs> Number four in the company, 8-4. Vanderbilt. my <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores will defeat... The number five team in my in the division who's going to finish in fifth place, the Tennessee Commodores, who will finish seven and five, followed by Florida at uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kentucky going four and eight, Florida going three and nine. That is my SEC East predictions. I do have a question. Who yes. do you have Missouri losing to in that ten and two? So Missouri, I have them, excuse me. Uh, oh, clicked on the clicked the wrong button. Here we go. I have Missouri losing to LSU at home. And I have them losing to Georgia on the road. Okay, I mean those are fair. Yes, I see a lot of potential losses here. I'm, I'm, I'm. So here, so here's the thing. Uh, Kansas State could be Kansas State could be a potential loss. I, I'll give I will give you that much. Um, even though they're going on the road to Vanderbilt, I I still think they're gonna have a little bit more ta- talent than Vanderbilt will this year. Um, Kentucky is one of those I'm not so sure about. I, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not thrilled with Kentucky, but at the same time I could see Kentucky having one of those sneaky seasons that nobody's that nobody's going to realize. Um, of course, South Carolina. The only reason I have I have them beat South Carolina is because that's a home game for Missouri. And then um, I could see them lose to Tennessee, but I, I think Tennessee's going to slip a little bit. 
And unfortunately, I've got Missouri beating Arkansas at the end of the year at Arkansas. So, yeah, we're just going to go there. Yeah, let's just preview the Arkansas <laughs> year while we're on the top of this crap. Anyways, so that is my East. I will, uh, So that's my East. Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky. On the West side, LSU is going to go undefeated at 12-0. I have Alabama right now. I have them losing two I have them losing two games overall, and I have them only losing to LSU in the conference. But I will, I will reiterate this, gentlemen. This could be a very, very weird year for Alabama because if you look at their returning production from last season uh, to this season, they are going to be a very, very young football team. They've returned 40% of their players from last year. Um, and we're talking overall production. Players who actually played, who have experience, you're, you're talking about 60% of that team that does not have much experience. It, it could be a very, very weird season for Alabama for, the, for, this coming, for this coming year. I have Ole Miss coming third, going seven and five. I have uh, Texas A&M going six and six. I have Arkansas going seven and five, but I have them going three and five in conference, two and four in the division. I've got Mississippi State going seven and five. Three and five and two and four, and then uh, even though I think Hugh Freeze is going to do excellent at Auburn, I just don't think this year is going to be it. I think next year you're going to really see Auburn progress. But I've got Auburn going four and eight, and obviously I don't have them winning a conference game this year. Okay, okay. Me and you are almost on the same page for Arkansas. Uh, I, I'm actually a little bit more generous. I have them going eight and four. So here's here's my thing with here's my thing with Arkansas. Um, I don't have high expectations for Arkansas anymore. I just don't. Probably the best thing to do. I, I, yeah. I, just, I just don't. Offensively, I think we're going to be fine. The defensive line, from my understanding, is supposed to be pretty good. But it's our secondary that I worry about more than anything. And anytime, anytime any team passes, I worry about our secondary because we usually give up about 50 yards on one pass. So, anyway, so yes, I have Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas's losses, I have them losing at LSU. I have them losing to Texas A&M and Ole Miss as well as Alabama. I have Arkansas starting the season 3-0 and and then losing their next four football games. I do have them beating Mississippi State, but that's only because Arkansas is at home. It's not – I know Mississippi State beat the crap out of us. Mississippi State lost a lot of talent last year. They still got their quarterback this year, who is really good. But this – usually Arkansas wins this game at home. I do have them beating Florida, Auburn, Florida, and National. Then I have them losing uh, against Missouri at the end of the year. Yeah, see, I've got them losing that four that four stretch as well. LSU down to Bama. Yeah, for me personally. Um, okay, so and for the West, you just have LSU winning it. I have LSU winning the West, and then I I have I actually have LSU upsetting Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay. Wow, upsetting Georgia. Mark that one down, Ricky. Yeah, go ahead and add that one down for us. Um, okay. So let's see. I'll do mine real quick as well. Um, so for the West, uh, I do have LSU coming out on top with an 11 and one record. They're only lost to Florida state week one and going on a run Alabama. Well, that was a tough one for me. Uh, I have them going 10 and two, but I think 10 and two is their ceiling. Um, I think their floor is more on the realm where it's like hey, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I could see them losing to Texas A&M. I could see them losing to Kentucky. I could see them losing even as in a shocker this year uh, to Tennessee. Uh, I definitely see some other potential like hotspot losses in there. But for now, I have them going ten and two is what I'm locking in with uh, Texas and LSU being their two losses. 
Uh, Texas A&M, uh, I'm a little bit higher on them um, than uh, you guys. I've got, uh, or at least, Ricky, I've got Texas A&M going 9-3. and three. Uh, Their only loss is to Alabama, South Carolina, and LSU. Uh, there are some other hot spots in there, obviously. Tennessee, Ole Miss, uh, those are a couple of them that I see uh, that could be in there. And like I said, I already shout out Arkansas's uh, record just for you boys. I made sure to do that one for you guys. Uh, East, straightforward, Georgia, 12-0. and 0. Uh, Their schedule favors them immensely, and they're just unbelievably talented. Second place, I do have South Carolina. I'm high on the Gamecocks, baby. Let's get it. Uh, I, I told Jacob last week that if I had to pick an SEC team to be my team, it'd be South Carolina because I'm a child and I like their name, the Gamecocks. Uh, so let's go Cox, baby. Let's cock up. Uh, their only losses I have is week three uh, at Georgia and week five at Tennessee. Uh, but, other, but I want to stress, I have them going 10-2. and two. But there are plenty of games in here that they could lose. This this ten and two could change very very rapidly. I mean, they could lose to North Carolina. They could lose to Texas A M. They could lose to Kentucky. They could lose to Clemson. And boom, right there, I'm looking at a six and six. You know what I mean? If if you count the losses I already had, I mean, this could change very very quickly. Um, but for now, that's what I like. I think this team's going to be a lot better this year. Uh, I think uh, even a middle of the road one where they go like a nine and three or eight and four, I think is going to be really good for them as well. Uh, Kentucky. Now that was one that I looked at quite a bit because one thing that Jacob said to me, I think it was last week. I don't know if it was on the show or after or before the show or whatever that I thought was pretty interesting was that Jacob mentioned that he thought Kentucky got better because they lost Will Levis and they're gaining Devin Leary. And I started kind of looking into it and looking at that. And, you know, I don't think Jacob's very far off when it comes to that statement that uh, Kentucky could be better uh, since they lost Will Levis. I I don't know if that's actually inaccurate. I think that's actually a pretty good take. You know, I have them going uh, 9-3, and but that 9-3 and could change. That 9-3 and could change for the worse or for the better. Uh, There are three losses, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, South Carolina. Uh, But, you know, I, I could see them beating Alabama. I could see them beating South Carolina. Now, if that happens, I mean, I don't, I don't see them having any chance beating Georgia. I mean, then you're sitting at 11 and one, uh, second in the East. So I, I think Kentucky, I think Kentucky's going to be a lot better than I think we're giving them credit for. And I think Devin Leary is going to be one of the biggest reasons for it. Plus, there's a lot of returning starters. Um, you know, other than that, I, I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee is a team that's going to make some noise. But it's not going to be like what it was last year. I think I, I'll say this: I think Joe Milton is going to be a lot better than we're thinking that he's going to be because of like how good Hendon Hooker was. Uh, I, I think Joe Milton's going to be a lot better, but I don't think it's going to be like national championship levels or anything like that. Uh, but I think Tennessee will be just fine. Lucario, stop being an asshole. Um, but you know that, that's how that's how, kind of how I feel the SEC is going to end up playing out. I mean, I feel like the SEC is very straightforward uh, with uh, LSU and Georgia, Georgia winning the SEC. I'll go next. Okay. Um, I'll start in the West. I have Alabama winning the West at ten and two. I have LSU coming in at second at eleven and one. Reason why is because Alabama beats LSU. I have Arkansas in third at eight and four. You want to know what their losses are? I have them losing week seven against Alabama. I actually have them winning against Ole Miss. I have them losing to Texas A&M. I have them losing to LSU. And I have them losing to BYU. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with you and them Mormons? (laughs) 
Hey, I'm sorry, but you know, I gave them an eight and four record. I think that that's is pretty modest. Well, yes, that's modest, but BYU, come on, man. <laughs> uh. Um, in the East, I actually have the only undefeated team that I predicted out of either Group of Five or Power Five winning this, and that is the twelve and zero Tennessee Volunteers. What? Yes. You, wait, what? You got Tennessee going undefeated. Okay, uh, this is interesting. I do have Tennessee going undefeated, and that is, and I will mark this down for myself. Joe Milton will be a Heisman candidate. I like See, it. I'm telling you, I think Joe's like going to be a it. lot better than, than we think that he's going to be. Hey, I just want to point this out, guys. I just want to point this out. The last time that Tennessee had a really good quarterback. They didn't win a national championship, and then the year after he left, they won a national championship. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm referring to Peyton Manning yeah. and to the next guy. I don't remember the next guy's name, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I like it. I like it, honestly. I like I, it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I like it. I have Georgia in second at 11-1 and one with their only loss coming to Tennessee because that is the only big game that Georgia plays this year, and I think they're going to be caught sleeping. I have Kentucky at 10 and 2. But there are only two losses coming to Georgia and Tennessee. Here's my, you know, Alex kind of touched on it a little bit. Last year, their offense was completely sluggish. Uh, only 20.4 ga- uh, points a game, which is insanely horrible for an SEC team. As far as Kentucky goes. But I don't think any time was wasted fixing the offensive unit. I think Mark Stoops snagged a perfect uh, offense coordinator. He's bringing him back to Kentucky and Liam Cohn. Um, Grabbing Devin Leary is the biggest move he made this season because he pairs Devin Leary with the SEC's top trio at wide receiver. Baron Brown, Dan Key, or Dane Key, and uh, Tavian Robinson. They are the, the best three, one, two, three punch combo in the SEC as far as wide receivers go. The offensive line can only gain optimism knowing that this offense is going to be a lot better. There's going to be more weapons. They won't nearly have to guard as much because Devin Leary is pretty quick with getting the ball out. I love this Kentucky team. I think they're going to they're going to show a lot of people that Kentucky's finally going to be a football school, not only a basketball school. Mm, I like it. I'm not entirely sure why you guys are high on South Carolina and Mizzou. I have South Carolina going 6 and 6. I have Florida going 5 and 7. I have Mizzou going 2 and 10. Yeah, see the Mizzou one I didn't get either. Interesting. But I, I love I love them very, Gamecocks, very baby. Interesting. I think Shane Beamer's cocks are going to be ready to go this year. I, 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 will, I will put more. I will put money on this, Jacob. Missouri's going to win more than two games. I'll put money on that now. <laughs> I have their only two wins being South Dakota week one and week five against Vanderbilt. I have Vanderbilt coming in last at four and eight, uh, and, but Mizzou is above them because they have one division win. I don't think Vanderbilt is going to win a single divisional game. Okay, that's fair. Also, Steve popped by in the chat and he said, uh, uh, "Fuck Florida State's going to win it all." And he said, "Arkansas is going six and six. 
<laughs> both both like <laughs> both possible. <laughs> Wait, they're both possible. <laughs> but I do have uh, Tennessee winning the SEC this year over Alabama. Wow, just that's very that. interesting. That is that's very but, interesting. But Georgia still makes it in the college football playoffs. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough for them not to include Georgia, even if, especially if that's their only loss. Georgia would probably but come in. The problem is four. that's going to be Georgia's only, well, theoretically, it'll be their only ranked game. Maybe Kentucky, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, imagine if Georgia gets this entire year and doesn't play a single ranked opponent. <laughs> very, yeah, very. That is, that, that is that is that is the one. That is that is the one takeaway. That you, that you could have. That you could have. Hey, Jacob. Uh, Steve said you're drunk. Get him out of here, Tennessee. <laughs> and that hey, listen. And that all the numbers make sense for Tennessee to not regress this year. And that typical SEC Jacob continues to win national championships. Just letting you say. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, Jacob, you brought you brought a lot of spice on that one. I like it. Because I, I, I looked at Tennessee's schedule a lot. I never had them going 12-0. and 0, uh, But I definitely had them going at least 10-2 and 2 at one point. I think Tennessee is going to be a lot better than, than people think. I understand they lost you know, their two receivers. They lost Hendon. But I, I think Joe's going to be fine. Really, I do. Uh, my boss, um, you know, my, my everyday, my direct supervisor, he lives in Knoxville. And, you know, he gets tickets and stuff. And I get kind of the inside scoop from him for what's going on over there. And, you know, like, he's not saying they're going to win a national championship. But, like, I, I think Joe and this team is going to be a lot better than, than some people are thinking. Uh, so, I, I don't uh, – 12 and 2, that, that's, that's bold. Yeah, that's very bold. I love it. That's bold. But I, don't I, know if I, I think bold 10 as my two. Vanderbilt Commodore is going 8 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's also very bold. Yes. Uh, this is the same guy who said Arkansas is going eight and four a few minutes ago. Yeah, look, no, eight and four, I think, is a ceiling for Arkansas. I think a floor for Arkansas is going to be like a six and six, five and seven. I mean, that, that's kind of my range there. Uh, I, I mean, it's possible. Like, if Arkansas ends the year with six and six, I don't think anyone here on this show is going to be surprised. Uh, I, I, think, I, I think the absolute ceiling, actually, for Arkansas is nine and three. I think that is the absolute ceiling, uh, but I, I think more eight, four, seven, five, six, and six, somewhere in that sweet spot, I think is where you guys are going to. And it would be if Jacob didn't have us losing to BYU. <laughs> true, hey, true. Hey, Jacob would have, have the schedule on the dot. Miss, I, I had to, you know, give and take. You uh, know, yeah. oh, beating Ole Miss is nothing. Come on, man. They're going four and eight yeah. at the at, after their starting quarterback gets hurt in week two. Come on, man. Don't wish that. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't wish that. That's, That's fine. We got Jacoby Criswell from Nation. <laughs> We've got some of the. We got probably the a, a top fifteen backup. That's fine. We got Jacoby Criswell from yeah, North about Carolina. To say, I'll yeah, take he's it. Pretty good. All right, Shane. How do you have uh? How do you have the SEC playing out? I'm siding with Jacob once more. It's crazy how much I've agreed with him t uh, today. Um, I guess he's probably wanting me to wing it a little bit more often here. Um, I have Tennessee <laughs> winning the East. Um, Georgia coming second. <laughs> wow. Um, I agree. Uh, I think Georgia is going to be. Uh, don't get me wow. wrong. They're they're probably the most talented and the best team in the country. But they're going to be in coast mode by the time Tennessee comes to town, or they go to town. I forgot if it's Georgia at home or Tennessee. Um, but I think Georgia is going to be in coast mode is at that point. Um, so I I think they're going to be surprised by Tennessee. 
um, once that game happens, and I will not be surprised if Tennessee wins it. Uh, do I see Tennessee going undefeated? I don't think so. I don't think there'll be a, an SEC team that could go undefeated, to be honest. Um, but if it is, um, then it would be Tennessee. Um, so Tennessee, Georgia, one and two. Um, I have Kentucky finishing third in the East um, with Florida and South Carolina coming next with the same record, uh, about the seven and five range. Um, and then I have uh, Missouri and Vandy rounding it out towards the back end. Um, now, you keep saying, Ricky, you want what we smoke in. Brother, you are on the highest of highs right now with Missouri. So whatever the <laughs> fuck you have in your, in your Pepsi Coke, I want it. Okay. Um, so moving on to the West. Kalamazoo! I, I, the, the thing is with Alabama, I think I, I will agree with, with Alex on this. Their floor right now could very well be four to five losses. Um, and that's because of quarterback play. <clears throat> this, you know, we've said for many years coming in, like, we don't know, you know, how this quarterback's going to play for Alabama. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's a, he's a Heisman Trophy finalist. Um, but I think this year of all years, um, it's really skeptical and probably the most skeptical it's been. Um they do not look good at quarterback play right now. Um, now, don't give me and why I'm not doubting Alabama right now as far as the West because we know also every year they have a freshman player come on and he's you know an a thousand yard receiver, a thousand yard back. You know he's leading the defense with you know seven interceptions or some crazy shit like that. It always happens every year. Some outstanding player always comes from Alabama and makes that team win games it's gonna happen so until um is it Jaden Daniels right LSU quarterback yes yeah until he can show me something that's not running the ball um every down um like last year um he's gonna have to show me more than that um because regardless we know Alabama's gonna have a defense so until then I'm gonna have Alabama winning the west LSU second Ole Miss, third, Arkansas, fourth, Mississippi State, no, Auburn, then Mississippi State, and then Texas A&M. Um, I do believe... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to throw it out there. It's crazy that it's August 22nd, and we're nearing college fo the college football season very quickly, and Alabama has yet to announce their starting quarterback. Yep. Guys, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you all this. And I, I listen, I know spring games don't mean nothing. I understand that. They looked that horrible. They looked yeah. more, They looked like a mediocre football team. It was horrible on both sides of the football. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I was watching SEC Nation and stuff during all the red-white games. They, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch it myself, but definitely from what you know, the highlights that they were popping up there and what they were saying, they did not look good. But the thing is, like, their floor, like I said, you know, their floor is probably four or five losses. But then again, this could easily be a team that if for some reason their quarterback gets it together, just like LSU, if, if Jaden Daniels can get it together passing, uh, throwing the ball, LSU will win it, no doubt in my mind. But right now, just 
pure talent and what I know Nick Saban can recruit and get in there, it's it's got to be in Alabama right now. Um, I'm not ready to give up on Alabama's dynasty or how good they've been over the last decade and a half. Um, but their quarterback play does give me skepticism. It scares me. And on the flip side, I do want to go back to Tennessee real quick. Um, I do agree Milton's going to be very good. But if anything, if anything does happen to him, um, you do have a five-star, the number two quarterback, a player that I've been watching since he was a junior in high school. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to say his I last name. I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce it either, I, man. I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name, but his first name is Nico. And this man tore it up all over the country in seven-on-sevens. He, no, he is absolutely in such good insane. Hands. Yeah, Tennessee is in such good hands with this kid, man. He's going to be an absolute beast for them. Tennessee, like, yeah. if it's not this year, next year, I, I would say, like, even his second year of starting, yo, Tennessee, like, could be a legitimate national championship contender. Mm-hmm. Like, up front, they could. <laughs> like, they have a lot I mean, of talent coming in. Right. I mean, as when when he enrolled into Tennessee, he was sitting at 6'5", 205. Um nationally number two player in the country number two in his position um five-star kid and also watch out for a receiver they got 6'2 215 cameron selden uh he's a four-star recruit but he's number three receiver in the country um i think he's gonna fill fill some shoes um for them for the volunteers um but yeah that's that's my uh sec and i have um and of course in the championship game tennessee and alabama have tennessee winning it what do you have Arkansas their record this year? Um, I haven't set a definite on them. I've been kind of tossing and turning every single day. Um, so if I mean safe size seven and five, uh, eight and five with a bowl win. Um, but I'm with Alex. I could see a nine and three year, right? If we manage to pull off one of those uh, four games. That uh, is what I'm calling Death Valley, or um, the, the the Trail of Tears, could you say? Especially if we lose all four and we get blown out all four games, it will be a Trail of Tears uh, coming back to Fayetteville uh, against Mississippi State. Um, but again, I mean, on the flip side, you could you could see, you know, if injuries don't go our way, um, like they have in many many sports here in Arkansas, um, us hitting a four and eight and five and seven year. Um, but if we stay healthy, secondary improves, doesn't even have to improve a lot, um, for that we were 133rd out of 134 teams last year. Um, if it even improves, you know, to the low 80s, high 70s, I think we could get to that 7-5, and 9-3 and three range, depending on, you know, 50-50 games. But uh, as of right now, I do have them finishing fourth in the West. Okay, all right. So, I I really like I really like you guys' Tennessee predictions because I think Tennessee is going to be a lot better than people think. So I'm here for that. Uh, all right, boys, let's go to the uh, the Pac-12, the final season for what seems to be for the Pac-12. No matter what they do, they won't. They're not going to retain any sort of nobility, no matter if they pull a bunch of teams up from Mountain West or not or American or whatever they're talking about. The pack is dead. 
Um, which is unfortunate because I was I was telling Ricky before we started, it, it's really unfortunate this is the last season we're gonna, we're going to get to see of this Pac-12. Because honestly, I think the Pac is going to be immensely competitive with its top six teams. Uh, but that's also kind of the problem with the with the Pac is that you know it's pretty much like seven teams are pretty solid. Uh, I know I said six because there's only six teams that are truly being competitive. I think Washington State's still a good football team, uh, but I think. I think the other six are above Washington State, uh, in my opinion. Then you have a pretty big drop off. It's funny to see all the teams, like some of the t- most of the teams leaving are the ones that are dragging down the conference. So good luck to them uh, in other conferences. But uh, for me, uh, I do have uh, USC going eleven and one. Um, I think USC. Look, I'm not, I'm not like amazingly high on Caleb Williams, where I think he is like the greatest thing in college football history. I think, honestly, I think like the last three or four Heisman's have felt almost empty. Uh, where it's like it just feels like they're just giving a trophy to give a trophy. Like I don't feel like we've had uh, the face of college football since Trevor Lawrence, uh, in my opinion, uh, was the last time we truly had the face of college football. I don't think any of the guys that we've seen the past couple of years is that guy, and Caleb Williams is in that same boat. Um, but I do think USC is – yeah, I think their schedule favors them a lot. I think the weakness of the pack is going to favor them a lot. But the thing is, though, USC, they could go 12-0. and They could go 11-1. and They can go 10 and 2. I mean, like they had, like their floor, in my opinion, could be all the way down to a seven and five. Uh, I don't see that happening. I view that as a very low possibility. Um, But, you know, for me, their one loss I have is at Notre Dame. Uh, They could lose against Utah, they could lose against Washington. They could definitely lose, you know, at Eugene uh, against Oregon. Uh, And they could even lose against UCLA. That one I view kind of less likely. I think USC is going to lock that one in. So, I mean, like, let's say they lose Utah, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame. That's an eight and four. Uh, I don't think that's how it's going to play. I think 11, I think this is a very good football team. Uh, I think 11 and one feels pretty good. Utah as well. I got it going 11 and one. Um, you know, uh, their only loss is to USC, uh, while USC's was to Notre Dame. Washington, I have going 10 and two, and that 10 and two could change. That 10 and two could be an 11 and one. Their two losses are back to back. Uh, USC and Utah, and again, they could they could win that Utah game since it's up in Washington. USC, I think, is going to be very that's going to be a big challenge. If they can beat USC, uh, if they can beat Oregon Week Seven, USC Week Ten, and they're going to beat Utah, they're going to beat Oregon State, they're going to beat Washington State. Washington, I think, can finish twelve and zero. I really believe that. Um, after that, I do have the Beavs, baby. Uh, I do have the Beavs going ten and two. I like this team a lot, obviously. I think they, they gained some good talent. I think they've got, they lost some talent, yes, but they still have a lot of great talent you know, there at the program. Uh, their only losses for me I do have as Utah and Washington. Uh, that means I do have them beating Oregon uh, in week 13. Uh, in the fifth place, I have UCLA going 9-3. and three. Their only losses to Utah, Oregon State, and USC. And then Oregon I have going sixth in the Pac-12 with an 8-4 and four. Uh, losing to Washington, Utah, USC, and Oregon State. And I want to stress, like, pretty much all six of these teams, holy shit, they could be completely interchangeable, you know, with these games. Like, I really think every single one of these losses that I have for all six of these teams where they're basically just feeding on each other, with the exception of USC losing to Notre Dame, like, I really think that this is, like, the Pac-12 is going to be so competitive this year with the top six teams. Uh, but, yeah, USC and Utah for the uh, championship, and I have USC winning the uh, Pac-12 championship. I'm not as high on Washington as you are. Okay. I do have Washington going 7-5. and five. I have them losing the opening week to Boise State. Um, 
because, like I said, I'm just not as high. I do have USC winning the conference, uh, but I also have USC getting two losses. But I do agree with you. I could see a third loss, and I could see a fourth loss. The two losses that I have for USC at Notre Dame, and then I have them losing to UCLA at home. I think UCLA is going to be pretty good this year. I, I have Oregon going 11-1 with that one loss being USC. And uh, I have USC beating Oregon with the head-to-head championship for the Pac-12 championship. So, therefore, no more pa- no Pac-12 and the top four playoff. Um, I have the Beavs going third at 10-2, and 7-2 and two with a tiebreaker over UCLA, who will also go 10-2. and two. I have Utah going 9-3. and three. I've got the Huskies going 7-5. and five, And then from there, it's, it's just their bottom. I've got Arizona going 6-6. Six and six. Colorado going five and seven, Washington State going four and eight, Stanford and Cal will both go two and ten, and I've got Arizona State going one and eleven. Yeah, Arizona State's gonna be very bad. They're horrible. It's it. They're yeah, it's just terrible. But I will give you this much: I have Hawaii beating Stanford in week two. I think that's possible. I'm gonna be real with you. I've got Hawaii beating Stanford in week two. <laughs> I also two. think that's possible. <laughs> Let's go, go Bows, baby. <laughs> Let's see here. Stanford's two wins. That I have for Stanford. I, it's just hilarious. That, you know, I have them beating Sacramento State, even though Sacramento State could get that dub. Sacramento State could get that dub. Uh, and then I have them, uh, who else do I have them beating? I'm trying to, oh, I have them beating Cal. So there, there is a possibility they're only going to win one game. I'm actually going to pick Sacramento State to beat Stanford. That's what I'm, I'm picking Sacramento State to beat. Because it, was it Sacramento State that was in the playoff last year for the FCS? That no, we, Sacramento that State's really good. So yeah, so yeah, uh, so I have, uh, so I have Stanford winning one game, and it's against Cal. Um, I, I am uh, like you, Alex, very high on Washington this year. I have Washington and Utah. At the top of the Pac-12 at 11 and one, I have Washington only losing to Oregon State. Utah only losing to Washington. Washington. Uh, I have Oregon State finishing third at 10 and two. I have their two losses coming in week four. Go Beavs! Let's go. A, a very, a very. They're going to lose a very close game in Washington State week four, and then they're also going to lose the following week against Utah. I have USC at nine and three. I have them losing to Notre Dame, Utah, and Washington. I have Washington State at eight and four, Oregon at eight and four, Colorado at six and six, UCLA at seven and five, Cal at three and nine, Arizona three and nine, Arizona State two and ten, and Ricky. I have Stanford one and eleven with their only win coming against Cal. Yep. Cal is so when I bad. saw that, I'm like, wait a minute. Sacramento State's pretty good. <laughs> like, Cal literally brings nothing to the table, in my opinion, when it comes to going to another conference. Like, they just don't bring anything to the table. They're just bad mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, I think one thing that you mentioned last week, you, you, know, you mentioned something about SMU trying to get into a Power Five conference. Yep. And that, that, is, that, is, that could be a possibility. Yep. Stanford, SMU, somewhat Vanderbilt, some of, the, some of these big-time academic schools, they're so hard to get into. The one th- conference that I think Stanford should really consider going to is the Ivy League. Go to the Ivy League. You're a conference. <laughs> you're one of those you know, academic, smart, genius uh, schools. Go to the Ivy League. Just go to the Ivy League. That's yeah, just all there's to it. Yeah, dominate the FCS. I don't even think they would dominate. At least <laughs> – at least they would be the Alabama of the Ivy League. I disagree with that too. 
<laughs> I don't think they'd be. I don't think they'd win the Ivy League. That's horrible as they are. <laughs> Uh, I do have uh, Utah pulling it off against Washington for the Pac-12 championship. Um, And also, Caleb Williams is not the best quarterback in the Pac-12. I don't care who you are, he is not. The best quarterback in the Pac-12 is Cameron Ward. Mm -hmm. Not who I expected you to say. but Interesting. I I mean, it makes sense why you're saying it, but not who I expected you to say. no, No bias at all. Just statistical wise and mindset wise, he is way better than Caleb Williams is. See, I would I would say Phoenix or, or or Knicks would be the best. And I, I'm a big Rising fan. Like I love Cameron Rising. I love him so much. But I wouldn't say he's the best. But I'm a big fan. He's my favorite personally, out of Utah. All right, Shane. How do you get the pack? The, the final season of the of this pack. How do you have the pack going out? Are you going out with a with a whimpering fart in the wind or with a boom? Um. It's it's going to be much like the ACC, um, you know, two soon-to-be-dead conferences. Um, and kind of a four-team race. Uh, USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, with Oregon State being wild card. Um, Oregon State definitely uh, could upset some people and get higher up there. Um, but... I am going to throw some of my bias in here. I think it'll be Oregon and Washington in the championship game. USC will finish third in the Pac-12. Uh, Caleb Williams will not win any kind of awards because his... Um, well, I'll just say that. He will not win any awards. Or at least I hope not. Um, I agree that he is not the best quarterback in the Pac-12. And I will continue... Um, with what you said, Alex, Bo Nix is that guy. Don't know what happened to him when he went to Oregon, but he is a different quarterback playing under that team. He's got that but, dog in him. He's got that duck in him. But I will say, unfortunately, I have Washington winning the Pac-12. Um, even though it will not surprise me if my Ducks get it the last year of the Pac-12. Before they move on, I will to the say, Big Ten. Alex, uh, I think your Beavs could very well make a Pac-12 championship. Let's go! <laughs> but the only thing that will hinder them, the only potential thing that will hinder them, because they're they're all, overall they're a fantastic team. It's the passing attack, just like last year. Yeah. If they can improve in the passing attack, they'll make a Pac-12 championship. Honest, I'll be real with you guys. I I think. While I was very overly critical of him at Clemson, I think DJ will do fine in the Pac-12. I think just yeah. the competition's different. You know what I mean? I think the competition is while the ACC is not some powerhouse like the Big like the Big Ten is or the SEC especially. Like I, I think just the West Coast football is different football. I mean, it's that simple. True. Like the pack is just True. completely different. If he would have gone to the Mountain West and if he actually would have went to Hawaii, like he would have won like the the group of five Heisman up front. <laughs> I'll say it right now. He should have gone to Hawaii, that son of a bitch. But he went to the Bees, and that's fine too. But I, I think I think DJ will actually be really good in the pack. Uh so I, I think I think he can elevate to the passing attack to the next level. Uh I, I just don't think uh I don't think uh, Clemson was the right fit for him ultimately. Because, uh, you know, right now he has the opportunity 
he has the opportunity to prove to the world that he is DJ Uagalele, how you pronounce his name, and not DJ the guy that came after Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Like he has that chance to, to actually give himself a different name other than, oh, yeah, that's the guy that came after Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, that's why I don't have Oregon State higher right now, though, because I don't trust DJ. Uh, I don't fair. trust what I've seen from him in Clemson. That's totally fair. He's gonna have to, <laughs> he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to show me something uh, in order for. But I do think that team that's in Oregon State is a very good football team. But at the end of the day, you don't have anybody to get the, get the ball to your playmakers. Doesn't matter. Right. Uh, all right, guys, we made it through the Power Five. Do we want to kind of give a quick prediction on what we think our final four playoff will be? Because th- is this the last year for when, – when does playoff expand? Yeah, this is the last, this is the last one for four. Okay. Uh, all right, boys, who's our four? Um, in no particular order, LSU, Michigan, Georgia, and Florida State. That's my four. My four in no particular order. Uh, Tennessee, Florida State, Ohio State, and Georgia with the first two out being Did you Kansas say Ohio State, State? And Troy. Yeah. Okay. But the first two out will be Kansas State and Troy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Mine will be, and I'll put these in order, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, sorry, fuck Florida State, and LSU at four. Texas will get uh, get the shaft for uh, for uh, LSU. Uh, Shane, what about you? What's your four? Mine will be in order: Tennessee, Penn State, Georgia, Texas. Hmm. I don't like yours. Yours is spicy. <laughs> yours is spicy. I like that. Oh, not as crazy as Missouri on ten and two. Hey, write it down. <laughs> ten and two. Hey, book it, it's baby. Write it down. Book it. Book it. Steve also threw out in chat earlier. I forgot to get to it. It was a joke anyway. He's not serious. He put Mizzou <laughs> and F Florida State for the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, we got through all of our predictions. We got through NFC. We got through AFC. We got through playoffs. We got through group. We got through power. We got the final four for the you know, college football playoffs. We did it. You know what that means. Next week, we actually get to, actually get to talk some football. Fantasy. Yeah, we do a fantasy, uh, fantasy draft. That's it, two weeks to, yeah, from today. Yeah, it's two it? weeks from now, yeah. Uh, that is two weeks from now on the 5th. We're going to be doing some fantasy draft. Hopefully, we'll be doing that we decided live. how we yeah. – yeah, but say, have we decided if it's going to be a live show or not? Yeah, it should be a live show. The only one that's in question is Steve because he recently got um, a promotion and he's been ungodly, like his schedule's been ungodly swamped. So he doesn't know if he's going to be able to draft that time. He's going to try, but I did offer him. I've done this before in other leagues that I will draft for him. I'm very fair when I've done that before. Uh, so it, I may do that, or we may just reschedule it. I don't know. I like if one of you guys would ever be unavailable, I would draft for you guys too. You know, I've done it what, before. What time is the draft again? Uh, I have it start, uh, starting at six our time, so thirty minutes after we start the show. Okay. 
Yeah. So if we got to move it, we'll move it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. But as of now, it's still slated for uh, that Tuesday, the fifth, uh, to do our draft live here on the show. Get a, a live reaction to it. Right, and that, of course, is right before the kickoff with the Lions and the Chiefs. But this weekend, we do have Week Zero. Uh, only one matchup, really. I'm looking forward to seeing that being Ohio and San Diego State, but of course Hawaii and Vandy is one that I'm going to tune into, and hope for the best. Now I now I want to have a small debate, a real quick. You can it can just be a yes or no, because I was on my way to take my girls to school this morning, and the buzz, the morning mayhem was debating it. Do y'all like or dislike Week Zero? So I love it. So here's now I don't know why they did it for college football. I know why they did it for high school. They did it for high school football so that way every high school could get get at least one bye week. I, I do know that. Um, but I I have no preference either way. It's college football, baby. Yeah, that's kind of where I would stand. Is I really don't have a preference. Uh, just because it's good to see. You know, the the overall good football we like to watch come back. Uh, but at the same time, like, usually the games they have lined up does stink. Uh, they're, they're usually a bunch of stinkers. But it's cool to see it come back. Uh, I don't know. I, I might prefer just to have everything just week one. That would be my personal preference. But I don't, think, I don't think it's a bad thing to have week zero, personally. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't necessarily dislike it, um, especially in the college level. High school, I completely, I'm okay with it because, um, especially here in the state of Arkansas, we see games that we don't typically see, especially like Brighton Benton. Like if we didn't have Week Zero, we necessarily wouldn't have that game during the season. Um, and then for college football, I think Week Zero is kind of like when you go go to a movie theater, and uh, you know you have the ads playing before the movie, but it still gives you time to get popcorn and all that kinds of stuff, even though you get there late. That's how I see week zero with uh, college football. You know, it's got like a, like a teaser, you know, like, hey, just right around the corner, bud. Yeah, just kind of tickle your fanny a little bit. Like, hey, you're almost there, man. You, you made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> All right, boys, let's look to wrap up the show now. I'm going to come over here and hit the music. We got to get Ricky on his way. And I'm uh, still going to aim to mow the yard tonight. Well, it's hopefully a little bit cooler outside. It's been hot as hell, but... Uh, boys, good show. Got through all predictions next week. We actually get to talk football. We have football predictions next week. Run your pool. You can join now to compete against us. Uh, so super exciting for that. Uh, boys, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, the heck with it. OH! I am! Yeah! Let's go, baby. <laughs> OH! I, love, oh, I don't hear a damn thing coming from you. Hey, I said it. I said I O. I think yeah. he, I think he did on yeah. this on, on the second one. All right, let's I mean, do it again. Let's do it again. Right? We, we all we I all agree, ha- we all have I, to I have agree our with own. you way too much today. Hang on, hang okay, on. I had to give <laughs> you. We, we all have to do it on our own. Shane, O H. Yeah, (laughs) this is an Ohio State show now, baby. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with some college football predictions. Can't wait. Ohio Bearcats or whatever their name is. Wrap it up. Let's go. Have a good one. one. Bye.